Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Good morning, Bridge Church. How's everybody today? Good. All right. Got some energy. I'll have to tell you, first service was a little on the rough side. They were a little quiet. So I need you guys to be a little more interactive, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Who who are my Christmas people in here? Yes. We have a few more. Good, good. I'm a Christmas person. I, I am a December baby, so I love all things Christmas. I love all things snowflakes. Like, I start November 1st. I run to March 30th with all the snowflake jewelry, all the things that I can get, because that is who I am. I love all things Christmas. I love the baking. I love the direct decorating. I love just all of those things. But one of the things that I really love is the Christmas movies. Anybody else in here? Yes. I will tell you, um, a couple of years ago, I came to Pastor Chris and I was like, Chris, I have a really good idea. Let's do at the movies, the Christmas version. And he was like, that's a good idea. So I was just reading that on Facebook. He, you know, Facebook memories. I was like, oh, that was, that was my idea. That was a good one. So, <laughs> I don't know. It sounded good to me. But, like, I love all the Christmas movies. Like, I have to tell you, I was a little hurt and offended today. My parents came to first service, and they were telling me, oh, yeah, we watched White Christmas last night without you. I was like, say what? What? How rude. How rude. All the good Christmas movies. So I love White Christmas. I love, like, Christmas in Connecticut is, like, one of my favorites. I don't know if you've ever watched that one. It's hilarious. Hijinks, you know, all that stuff. Um, the Grinch, I have a, like, love-hate relationship with The Grinch. Like, I've watched it too many times to really enjoy it anymore, but that's okay. And then I I came to Derek, like, several months ago, and I was like, hey, I know. I sh- like, can I do Christmas at the movies with you guys? Like, I have the perfect movie. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, that might not be appropriate. So then I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I was like, you know what, this this is a good, you know, it's stretching experience to, like, change things up a little bit. Um, so I was like, you know what, I know what I'm going to do. So this weekend, like, is anyone else, like, full on into Christmas mode with their family? Yes, yes. Friday, like the first, we started strong in the Moose household. I went to my sister's house. My mom was there. My aunt was there. My nieces were there. Eventually, my dad and my brother-in-law. Like, we did the Christmas baking, so we are set. We are ready to go. Yesterday, we made caramels. Like, we are prepared. But then on Friday night, we did, we did what the Mooses do well. We cozied up, and we watched a Christmas movie together. Now, I will tell you, it is not what I'm talking about today, but we did sit and we watched A Biltmore Christmas, which is a Hallmark, because, you know, I love me my Hallmark movies. Okay, but it was super fun because, like, of everyone who was there, like, I've been to Biltmore, my niece has been to Biltmore this summer, my sister and her husband went there. So we were like, oh, my goodness, guys, look at that. You can't go out that door to come out, you know, and then magically come out that one. Like, that's not how it works. Like, you can't go out the second story and come out on the first. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, we just love to pick apart Hallmark movies. So it was extra fun. It was extra fun to pick on the Biltmore. But, like, it was super great. We had so much fun. But that's just our family. Like, we're just cozy. 
movie watching. And that's the great part about Christmas movies is you don't have to go to a movie theater. You can cozy up on your couch. You can sit with like your fuzzy blanket or in my case, my dog's fuzzy blanket. Does anybody else like have a dog who like it thinks that it's, you know, like owns your blanket? No, no, Percy. Um, not good. But we just cozied up. It was great. But I decided that this week, I was like, you know what movie I'm going with? I'm going with a classic. But not like a classic, you know, White Christmas, Holiday Inn. Nope. Going back in your mind 20 years, because I was so surprised that it was 20 years old this year. Elf. So if you have not seen Elf, we're going to watch the trailer. Or it's going to remind you of where we were 20 years ago. No human being has ever set foot in Santa's workshop. Uh, that is, until Buddy. I hear you're going on a journey to the big city. Can't wait to see my dad. This might be the opportunity to find out who you really are. Bye, Buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Papa says New York is pretty different. Looks like a Christmas tree. Sorry, I can't ride with you the rest of the way up. Well, have a good time. Oh, I forgot to give you a hug. Dad! You look like you came from the North Pole. That's exactly where I came from. You have another son. You like sugar, huh? Is there sugar and syrup? Yes. Then yes. We can't leave him alone. He's going to destroy the place. Son of a nutcracker! These guys are bad news. Snowball. Where did you say you were from? Fruit spray? Wow. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. It's a good one. It's a good one. I I worked for like 10 years with two little boys who had special needs. And so every year, like they were like repeat movie watchers. So I have watched Elf many, many times. But because of that, I was a little burnt out on Elf. So it's been several years. So it was really fun to go back this week and rewatch it. So it was, it was, it was so good. It was so funny. So here is poor buddy. He is born. He is orphaned. He is at the orphanage. He crawls into Santa's bag. He goes and he goes up to the North Pole and he's adopted by an elf and life is pretty okay for him. He doesn't realize that he's a human and he kind of struggles in the North Pole a little bit. Like, you know, he doesn't quite fit in. And then one day he finally learns the truth that he is really a human and not an elf. And he sets off on this grand adventure to really meet his real father. So I feel like he learns a few life lessons along the way. And so we're going to explore that today. So the first thing that I see about Buddy is Buddy really has a lot of hope. So he is like the eternal optimist. He is, you know, the 
the cavalier attitude of everything's going to work out, it's going to be great, he always has a positive attitude, no matter whether he is decorating or he's working in the mailroom, no matter what he does, he always is very, very hopeful. And that's just really exciting. And sometimes people like that are almost annoying, but, you know, it's okay. Like, we need people like that. We need those positive people. Because so frequently, we allow things just to really weigh down our souls. So God created us for a purpose and to have a hope. So Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to plans to give you a hope and a future. So one of the things that we need to know about this passage of Scripture is we need to make sure that we are walking in, you know, context and we're not just cherry-picking, you know, verses out and... um it's really important to know, you know, what's the story going on behind that? And so it's really interesting because here is Jeremiah, and God gives him this message to speak to, well, he writes a letter to the people of Israel as they are in exile. And it's not fun being taken away from your country to be a slave in another country. No fun. No bueno. Not good at all. So... God tells Jeremiah that it's going to be 70 years. So at the beginning of this letter, God says, go settle into your life. Like, get married, have children, plant your crops, all of those things. And it's really important to remember that, like, they were not in a place where they wanted to be. If you go back a couple of chapters into Jeremiah 24, they're... Jeremiah has this vision of two baskets of figs, and there's this really great-looking basket of figs, and there's this not-so-great basket of figs. And, you know, he's like, God, what does this mean? And God's like, you see that big old rotten pile of figs? He's like, those are all the people who are in Israel saying that they've got, you know, everything that they need, and they, you know, are, you know, all these prophets are sitting there saying, oh, this is so great. But they have this really bad attitude. And then there's this other basket of figs that is really, like, nice looking. And he said, those are the people who are actually in exile because they are where I have planted them and where they are supposed to be. So I think that this is a real life principle that we need to settle into is knowing that we can't just sit in misery where we think in this place that we are really uncomfortable. We need to settle in and to be content. So, so often in life, we don't know what's happening next. We are, you know, God, I don't understand why this is happening. But we just need to learn to, like, sit back to rest knowing that he is faithful and he is going to take care of us and he loves us and he has a plan for us. And just sit back, relax, know that he loves us and that that's where, it's, where we are. We're not called to sit in misery we are called to be content in every circumstance. So God says over and over and over again in the Bible, he talks about having a plan and a purpose for us. And Romans 8.28 says, For we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So God has good things planned and prepared for us. And it's hard because, like, there are moments that we don't feel, you know, like there is good in whatever that situation is. But we can sit back and relax knowing that, you know what, God, I don't see the whole thing. 
I don't see the whole picture, but I'm going to trust you. It's going to be good, and you have it. So the thing is, is the people of Israel, they still had to work hard where they were. They still had to put in the work. They still had to plant their fields, and they had to get married and have kids and all of those things, knowing that God is faithful, but they also knew that they could trust in him. So Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And that's what God is calling, you know, the people of Israel to do. That's what he's calling us to do is for us to seek him and know that he is going to be there right when we need him. So the second, like, life lesson that we get to learn from Buddy is Buddy likes to prepare things. He is like the captain of the decorating team. I don't know, something like that. But this is what happens when Buddy finds out that Santa is coming to Gimbel's. Well, time for me to go home. But Santa's coming. There's so much to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Buddy. Joey. Hi. Joey. Buddy loves to prepare things. He, like, decorates it. He is, like, prepped. He is prepared for Santa. He's excited. Santa, I know him! You know? Is that what we're yelling? Like, Santa, I know him! It's good stuff. Um, He pours his whole heart into decorating that store and just makes it beautiful. He works all night. He just, you know, makes it just lovely, super fun. And the other employees just do not understand his excitement at all. So they are like, what are you doing? It was good enough. Like, whatever. And he was like, no, like, we have to make it so much better. So most of us prepare our homes for Christmas. We clean. We put up the tree. We bake the cookies. We, you know, put the little sensicles in our artificial tree so it smells like a real tree. You know, all of those things. We, like, just make our house cozy, or we try to. And the question is, are we preparing our hearts as much as we're preparing our homes? So the question is, how how do we prepare for Christmas? How do we prepare our hearts for it? Last week, I was in teaching in the K-5 room, and I was talking to the kids. I was like, guys, who's ready for Christmas? And they're like, I am. And I'm like, do you have your tree up? And they're all like, yeah, I put it up on the 1st of November. And I was like, oh, that's really early. But, you know, that's all good. So I was like, hey, like how, you know, how are things, like what is the point of Christmas? 
And I was like a little surprised at how many of the kids were like, it's about Santa. I'm like, okay, like what else is about? It's about Jesus. What about Jesus? I don't know, but it's something about Jesus. Okay, good. Like, you know, it's about Jesus. Let's, let's work on like why, um, but that's okay. So as Christians in the church, like we believe in like Christmas is about Jesus. It's not just about Santa. There's lots more other things. And as a church, like our church, not specifically, but the big C church, um, we talk about Advent. So Advent is like the four weeks leading up to Christmas. And it's just a special time to like focus on reading scripture and learning more and more about Jesus. We are not a traditional church, so we are not like the lighting our candles, you know, you know, up here and reading scripture as a as communally as a church. But it's something that I've been doing the last several years on a personal level. And it's just always so, like, good to, like, just take that time to, like, just sit back, relax, and focus on Jesus and make it just a special, special part of the holiday season. But the thing is, is, like, Advent is not just preparing, like, for Jesus's, like, remembering his birth. It's so much more than that. It's really about anticipating Jesus's second coming. So John 14, 1 through 3 says, let not your hearts be trouble, troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's home are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. So it's all about preparing for what is to come, getting our hearts ready for when we meet Jesus again. So just as God is preparing a place for us. We need to be preparing a place in our hearts for him. So it might look a little different for everybody because everybody's family is a little different. But this is my challenge for you guys this Christmas season to take a little bit of time, you know, every day or once a week to spend time as a family, you know, getting to, you know, doing an Advent, whatever that looks like. So traditionally, Advent is lighting candles and saying prayers and all of those things. But there are lots and lots of good resources out there to make it really personable. So just taking that time, like, and saying, okay, guys, like, Sunday nights at 6 o'clock, we're all going to gather around and we're going to read, you know, the Christmas story. Or we're going to, you know, every night at dinner, we're going to, you know, go through these verses or whatever it looks like. If you go to Bible.com, there are, like, literally, like, 70 different Advent, like, devotions that you can read through. So there's lots and lots of good resources. You don't have to go and, you know, find a special wreath and all of those things. It's just about like finding what works for you. Um, Every year I try to go and like buy a new book and I try really hard to get through the whole thing. It doesn't always happen, but I don't know, maybe I'm functional. Um, But the thing is, The most important part about Christmas is remembering that Christmas is about God sending the perfect gift to humanity, and that perfect gift is Jesus. So Jesus came to live a perfect life, to die a horrible death, and to raise victoriously to save us from our sins. So Advent might look different for you and your family. It might be reading a scripture. It might be doing, you know, all kinds of things. But it's just taking that time to, like, focus on Jesus and not just focusing on the presence. That is my challenge for you guys um, this year. So 
what kind of elfing do you need to do this year? So these are just two thoughts that I have for you guys. Do you need to find hope again? Um, hope has been something that has been on my radar this year a lot. This spring, um, there's a lady, her name is Annie F. Downs, and she's a podcaster. And she, like, put out a whole thing about, like, hope again. So she sent out, like, graphics for you to use on your phone. And her thing was, God, give me hope again. And it's very interesting because sometimes we don't even realize that we've stopped hoping. It's like that's something that like for me in this particular situation, like what she was writing about was really, really relevant to my life personally, like as a single person. Like that was her big thing was talking about like is God have left that hope behind of ever finding a spouse. And I, I guess I didn't realize that I had really, like, not hoped about that in a long time. Like, that was something that I had really, really closed my heart to. And so it was really, really hard for me and really, really scary for me to pray that prayer every day. Like, God, give me hope again. And I had to sit in a lot of really interesting feelings as I walked through the summer. Because, like, there was a situation that I was like, I don't even know what to do about this. And I went to one of my good friends. She has kids. And she sat there and she said, Bethany, she's like, you just need to sit in that feeling. Allow yourself to feel those feelings. And, like, it will all work out. It will be totally fine. But, like, just sit in that feeling. And so that is one of those things that I think is so important for us to, like, say, God, Please help me to hope again. And whatever that hope again is for you, whether it is marriage and family or whether it's, God, I really, really want that job and that thing that I really, like, am so scared to go after. God, I really, really want you to heal my body. Like, I am struggling in this. God, I really want you to heal my marriage or my finances or all of those things. But, like, God will give you that hope again. But you're going to have to put the work in. You're going to have to feel those feelings, whether they're good or whether they're bad. Like, you're just going to have to sit in it and say, I'm not going to squash these feelings and say, oh, I'm just not even going to feel that. Like, because that's not okay. You just need to say, God, you created these feelings. And this might be really scary, but this is what I'm feeling. And we're just going to walk and we're just going to know that he has you. So allow yourself to hope again. Just say, God, help me to hope again. But then there might be other people who you might need to prepare your heart this holiday season. So preparing your heart, it's not about reading a book or having the perfect Advent devotionals or having the perfect table display or the perfect Instagram reel about, you know, your Advent experience this year. It's all about your heart. So I want you to take time to tune your heart into God's heart. To just sit there and say, God, I am struggling with this. Help me to know that you are here and you are present. Help me to know, like, your heart of compassion for other people. Help me to, you know, open up my eyes and know that you, you know, need me to be your hands and feet for somebody else. 
So we're just going to take a few minutes and we're going to pray for um, everybody. So if you would just stand with me. Heavenly Father, right now, we just thank you for who you are, the things that you have done in the past and the things that you are going to do in the future. I pray right now that you will help us to find hope again. We thank you that you are a God who has good things, a hope and a future for us. I pray that you will just come and speak to people who need hope today, that they will just be filled with your hope and your light and your help. I pray that you will just inspire us to be your hands and your feet this holiday season. Father God, right now, I pray for those who need to turn their hearts to you. I pray that you will just encourage them and bring them to a place where they can know that assurance in you. I pray that you will just bless us this week as we um, go. Just help us to have a great week knowing that you are with us and that you are here to have, to bring us hope. And that hope is Jesus. We thank you for this. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.